0: This is a sinister minister, Father James Mitchell, and you are listening to Aaron, Nate, and Chad on the Reliving the Extreme podcast. Make sure you smash the like button and share, or you will burn in hell. Reliving the Extreme. My hands are my weapons. Oh my God!
1: This week on Reliving the Extreme. Shooting the shit this week. We were supposed to have uh, the one and only ECW original Tommy Cairo on the show this week, but Tommy um, had storms in his area and was not able to connect with us, so Chad, Aaron, and I just started BSing, and I decided to record it, and that is what you're gonna get for this week's episode of Reliving the Extreme. We have rescheduled with Tommy to have him on the show next week, so stay tuned because Tommy Cairo will be on the show next week to talk about his career, his time in ECW and many many other things including his feud with the Sandman and the fact that Tommy is going to be on Saturday, July 24th, 2021 at the historic Hamburg Fieldhouse for the Legends of Hamburg event. So if you have a chance to go to Hamburg, Pennsylvania on the 24th of July, please go check out Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Cairo, I'm sorry and all the other stars that are going to be there. Now, that's one of the things that we were BSing about when I decided to start recording the show, was we were talking about this Legends of Hamburg event, and how star-studded it is. We get into that, and then of course, because we are who we are here at Reliving the Extreme, it becomes a comedy bit, um, which I think you guys will enjoy. It's pretty funny. And we talked to Chad about his time on the Jerry Springer Show. And many other topics here this week on Reliving the Extreme. No TV review, of course, because we were supposed to do the interview with Tommy, so nobody watched the show for this week. But anyway, we will have Tommy Cairo next week here on the show. um, And he apologizes to everyone for not being able to make it. We understand weather's a bitch sometimes. But let's get into that. Um, (laughs) When I said Legends of Hamburg, initially Chad thought I said Legends of Hambone. So that leads into something. And then we just have a whole lot of fun for about an hour. Um, just a little behind the scenes of us just shooting the shit here this week on reliving the extreme. So I hope everybody enjoys. Have a listen. Thank you. Ambone. bone.
0: <laughs> I, I swear I thought you said that. <laughs> and, I, and I was thinking, like, I'm not even really sure that I think he even knows that word. Like, you know, because I, I say it all the time. But I'm <laughs> like, is it is it a real place? <laughs> Hambone, you know, Hambone, Pennsylvania. It doesn't sound wrong, doesn't that right? right? It's, it's feasible. Yeah. it's Tom Brandy on it, and the Patriots.
2: <laughs> he's given that a moratorium. He's out of respect. He's not going to do that gimmick for a month and a half. <laughs> he do a ten bell right. salute, and he's standing in the ring wearing <laughs> the outfit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You recording this shit. (laughs) That's ridiculous.
2: (laughs) I'm just picturing him standing there like a fucking dildo in the ring, like ding.
0: (laughs) I've seen, I've seen Brandy work. I think him and Bob Starr worked on an independent show that I was on that the roster only had like eight people on the show and Tom Brandy and Bob Starr worked three different times as three different characters. <laughs> Bob worked as the Russian assassin, Doink and Bob and Tom worked as Sal Sincere, the Patriot and then the, the Chippendale model, Tom Brandy. Like, and I was just like, this is good. This is ridiculous. <laughs>
1: How many gimmicks can one man have in a night? Oh. In a night, you know. I mean, over a career, that's one thing, but in a night,
2: you ain't, you ain't Mick Foley, buddy. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> I'm just gonna Bob record.
1: Man. I'm just gonna record this and for 40 minutes, and then I'll put an intro on it. <laughs> this is fine.
0: <laughs> Bob used to make his own outfits, so when when Doink came out, oh yeah, he jumped all over that, that fucking outfit and. <laughs> Uh, he started he started doing that I'm pretty sure he got a letter from the WWE and it, it didn't stop him completely he, ignored he, it. Yeah because he what, 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 in Hamburg, Pennsylvania are they really gonna are they gonna stop Bob from being doink at, <laughs> at, at the legends of Hamburg
1: <laughs> Bruce Pritchard busts Bruce Pritchard bust through the front door.
0: Yeah, and he's that's like, enough. Someone he told me r- there'd be hamburgers here. <laughs> he, 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 r- he rips that mask, that had the head of hair off of bo- off doink, and it's Bob Star. And then he goes like, "What? You're not doink?" And Bob, and Bob was like, "I am the night, brother." <laughs> For ten bucks, you can get a picture and an autograph. <laughs> <clears throat> no, no, it's just the legends.
1: I think That's it's shit. gonna
0: have a whole bunch of ICW guys or IWCCW guys? Like King Kahlua. Oof. <laughs> um, Eric Spracia, Spracia, maybe <laughs> Curly Mo.
1: I've never seen that guy Spracia, but I remember that name it's from the PWI P- five no. hundred. I remember always seeing it in the PWI five hundred. Spare- and I never, meant- I never knew how to say it when I was a kid. Spracia, Spracia.
0: Why would you even try to say it? I think I think just saying it tonight's the first time I think I've ever said it out loud, like in in public, because the guy the guy's a total fucking hamburger. Yeah, when I when I see him when I see him teaming up with like Vic Steamboat, I'm just like, what a tremendous fake tag team these people are! You know, these guys are not tearing it up in Boston. These guys are really going nowhere, <laughs> and, <laughs> and fast. fast. <laughs> so fast. As long as they stick together, they're going to keep beating the um, the Undertakers and the Russian or Zip and Zap, the Equalizers and IWCCW.
1: Wasn't one of those guys Johnny Grunge? I think.
0: Yeah. I I love it when I come across the tape that has IWCW on it. Dude. It's. It's my favorite because they'll show you some of the fucking most pathetic stuff you've ever seen, like, that of that Boston independent stuff. And anything Mm -hmm. that has ECW original Tony Rumble on it, um, you know, it's always bad. It's never fucking good. And then they'll sprinkle in, like, when they used to have, run them shows, like, Down South or whatever, when they would have, like, College Clone Mm -hmm. on them and, like, Ric Flair and Austin Idol. That famous like clip in the video where Austin Idol's walking around with the NWA World Title over his head because he beat Flair, but it, it had the big yellow, the big white dot in the middle of the ring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like <laughs> it, it would have that kind of stuff, but for the most part, that, them shows were just rotten. <laughs> I mean, they were they weren't any good. And but I, for me, that was always great when you could see what what Curly Moe was up to. <laughs> <laughs> when he'd be at the mall walking, walking around, but not for very long, because he was like well over five hundred pounds. So he the was only, walking, and he had a bunch.
2: This of... This thing is actually pretty stacked. Huh? These are the legends. This shows that this thing's actually pretty stacked for like people, like the legends of Hamburg are Bob Orton Jr. All right, The Godfather, Marty Janetti, Davey O'Hanlon. He, he's legendary for other reasons, I'm sure. And being a wrestler, <laughs> Nick Patrick, Patrick. Rockin' Robin, Danny Davis, D'Lo Brown, Ray Apollo, Doink, mm-hmm. yeah, Gary Michael Capetta, what? <laughs> Larry Zabisco, Tony Garea, Steve Lombardi, the Nasty Boys, Jimmy Hart, Johnny Rods, Barry Horowitz. Dominic Danucci, um, Todd Gordon's gonna be there. Todd Gordon's gonna be, be there. there. I don't know why, but I... he is. Uh, the Blue Meanie. Kimono Wanalea. HC Lock, Two Cold Scorpio, Little Guido, Bill Alfonso. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <God>. <laughs> Damn. Tommy <laughs> Cairo. I'm coming to that he- show. Tommy <laughs> Cairo. This is Rhino. Tony Mamaluke, Joel Gertner, Tony God. DeVito, The Sandman. It's the biggest lineup ever. Big <laughs> Ali, Jim Malino, Simon Diamond, Danny Doran, <laughs> Salu,
0: Amish Warrior, Samu,
2: Lance Kanawana, <laughs> L.A. Smooth, the, Afa Jr., Jacob Fatu, The Estate of Sal Balomo,
0: <laughs>
2: Lord Zoltan,
0: Big Mama. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mr. Ooh-la-la And it's just Delicious keeps fucking going Oh my god
0: <laughs> Dude, Who would have thought man Hamburg, a hotbed <laughs> A hotbed for legends <laughs> Good god When is this, this weekend?
1: July 24th I think
0: is that the same weekend? That's the same weekend as um, the um, the Nick Cage, Matt Cardona. Um, Matt said, "I hope that's not the weekend that we leave to go on our honeymoon." Because I already told Jess there ain't no fucking chance that I'm missing fucking Nick Cage and Matt Cardona. Um, <laughs> I will. I've never ordered a fucking Deathmatch pay per view. I mean, I have I have tons on DVD that my friends gave me and shit like that, but. And I watch it every once in a while. And I was even in one. And mm-hmm. But uh, this, I got to see. <laughs> because, I mean, Nick Gage is going to fucking beat the shit out of Mac. Well, t- theoretically, I bet you at the end of the day, Matt Cardona probably could beat up Nick Gage. But Nick Gage is going to get the first shot in. So it's yeah. going to be way harder for Matt to fight from behind, you know. But did you, did you hear him on Busted Open? I'm going to give them no. a shout-out. No. Nick Gage was a guest on there. Thank God it was fucking Sirius XM Radio. I don't know. He only dropped about 27 F-bombs. <laughs> and it, he literally said, he goes, I'm, I'm going to carve this guy up when, when I get that pizza cutter. And he's like, <laughs> and, he goes, and he's like, that you could bet on. Like, he goes, anything else, I'm not going to guarantee any any other thing I want to do because that shit just happens. But he goes, I am going to fuck him up with that pizza cutter. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, anytime you threaten a person and you involve the fucking kitchen utensil, you know, that's used for separating an Italian d- delight. I mean, that, now you're, you're talking, you're talking felonious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, he went out of his way, he's like, he didn't even say, like, you know, when I fucking stick the spatula up, up your fucking ass or whatever like he, he's just he's naming distinct kitchen utensils this pizza cutter
1: I don't even understand why Matt Cordona would do a deathmatch. match it doesn't even make any sense
0: dude it's going to be if I don't know I don't know Nick Age I I've worked on shares with him and I'm sure I've met him and I'm sure he's a wonderful human being I'm sure he, I'm sure he <laughs> I'm sure when he drove, he used his right and left turn indicators. Um, <laughs>
2: it wasn't his car,
0: but he. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably why he used his right and left turn indicators because it wasn't his car,
1: <laughs> so as not to get pulled over. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, but um, if he's if he's smart enough, which I think that he is, I don't I don't want to say that he's just what you see. He can't be. And that he he should be able to do some sort of business with Cardona,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where it's it's well placed spots, you know. It believe me, it's not going to be some of that deathmatch shit you see, where you know where it's gratuitous.
1: Yeah, it's is, hey, the the disgusting flesh hanging off somebody's body. Yeah,
0: he's not going yeah. to David
2: Arketim. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Max I do. I don't know, know about him that. Himself.
0: I'm, that's why I'm saying I just wonder if he's, if he's smart enough to know, just do business with this guy. It'll be good for everybody. Mm-hmm. I still have a feeling he's going to fuck him up with that peach cutter. <laughs>
1: well, I have the list of, so far, of people that are going to be at the show we're going to be at if you guys want to hear that list.
0: Are, the, are you sure the weekend that's fucking coming up with Tommy Cairo is going to be over by then? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if you were one of these rich, one of these wealthy wrestling people that somehow, I don't think, I don't know how, I didn't think any of them worked, but they all have money just to spend money on ridiculous nonsense, like old NWA belts and stuff like that, that um, that, um, that that they're going to all, they go to all these conventions, what if you had enough money that you decided that, look, I'm going to that, I'm going to the legends of Hamburg. And I'm gonna rent a car. I'm gonna drive all the way up there, and I'm gonna get a t- I'm gonna get a picture with it every single one.
1: <laughs> and then you get in there, and you're like, "Holy fuck! There's not even <laughs> there's
0: not even a ring in here. It's just all tables. It's
1: it's, it's
0: it's Wednesday morning, and your boss is is messaging you, and your mom is messaging you. Like, where are you at? He goes, Samu, the Samoan. And who do you got left? I
1: I've I've, I've still gotta get
2: Mr. Ooh-la-la. Yeah. I still gotta
0: get <laughs> like look at how far down the line Samuel was anyway. Like he's still like, Mom, don't don't rush me. I mean,
2: there's still how many how many opportunities do you get to meet Nick Patrick? Yes. Come on.
0: I mean, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. The goddamn MWO, MWO referee, mom. T- Tony Gurria passed away. <laughs> <laughs> during it. <laughs> it's just like all these guys are just dropping over, and they're just like, well, the part of Tony Gurria is going to be played by. And they just picked Bob them Star. up. They just bring in Johnny Robbins. to Bob's Bob Star. <laughs> Yeah, but he can't he can't have two tables then. He can't be Doink and then he can't be Bob Starr. <laughs> I got I got autograph pictures of both, bro. <laughs> I think
1: the I think the Doink that Aaron and I have seen in person it was at Ray Apollo, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when we were walking, we, I was like, "What? Which doink is that
2: guy? Who is that one? Which one is that?" He one? had like he had like two hot chicks with him too. Like I was like, "Look at them two hot chicks with doink! <laughs> like <laughs> look like when fucking Bob, models."
0: <laughs> I think I think Bob looks more attractive with the paint on.
2: <laughs> but now, like that chick, he, like I saw her walking, and she was walking, and I told Ned, I was like, "God damn, look at her." She's here with one of the guys. She ain't just here getting autographs. And then she went and plopped down next to Doink. I'm like, God damn!
0: Oh, so yeah. you think it was a real Doink?
2: Yeah, there. This Doink was slanging dong, man. <laughs> he pulled out some trim.
0: <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till we get to um. Like I know there wasn't much, right? Nate about um Matt Bourne. And ECW doing the evil doint gimmick? There wasn't much, right? Was it was it even a month?
1: It was probably it's probably two tapings, but it's fucking awesome stuff. I I remember I, the I, promo. Yeah, I think I, that that born again deal was cool as shit, I think. He couldn't get out of his own way though. You know, a really talented guy, but Jesus.
0: <laughs> he got out of the ECW locker room. <laughs> And he never came back as far as I know. I, I never heard I never heard anything as to what happened. Like why he was gone, why he did mm-hmm. let go, why it ended so quick. I and mean, I, mean, I don't I, I don't I
1: don't remember I don't remember a bunch of the details. We mentioned it's funny, we mentioned Mr. Ola La earlier, but I don't remember a bunch of the details. I don't have to go back and listen, but Mr. Oolala La was on an episode of Between the Sheets that I was listening to. And he was talking about like when he was in Portland, at the dying days of Portland, and hanging out with Matt Bourne, and Matt Bourne was doing every fucking <laughs> every if it was a drug, if it was an alcohol, if it was a, I mean he was just constantly, constantly fucked up. So if
0: if Mister Ooh La La <laughs> was was ever in Portland, and he considered that to be the dying days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let, let's just say I I think I have what I consider the the, the 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 dying days. And I and I and Aaron, I said you I said you good shit. But if you want to see what the dying days were, I'll send you I'll send you some stuff from like nineteen ninety two. Like um that stuff, oh boy. <laughs> Don Owens is completely fucking I can't tell if he's sauced, if he's just old. Like so his his ring introductions, he just talks before he does the introductions. <laughs> and, and and at at one point, the one of the hottest angles was, oh, he would out he, um Don Owens would say that on like this Friday night at the Portland Sports Arena, the Bowling Alley, whatever they fucking taped the show at, that the kids were going to be allowed in free. And it would drive Al Al Madrill crazy that the (laughs) the kids were allowed in free. And he would cut promos and like, I can't believe we're doing this. You're allowing them brats in here. Like, you're Uh, allowed them in here for free. And it uh, was like, it was every single week. And as bad as it was, I fucking loved it.
1: (laughs) It's like the train wreck. You can't look away.
0: That was like one of the better, the better storylines in there because a lot of them guys you guys watch memphis right Mm -hmm. all right so you've seen the memphis times where they had guys like bart sawyer um mike masters yeah (laughs) like all them guys like they all come they all come in came in from portland at one time they all just traveled together and went to portland at one time that stuff was some of the dying days even even after even even with the Raven stuff, Scotty knew it. Me and <laughs> me and Raven used to talk about it all the time when like we would travel together. And we traveled together not a whole lot, but when he was like and doing this swing or up some some shit, shit, and literally we would talk. We would just talk about Portland and talk about how some of the worst stuff we've ever seen was the Breakfast Club. Where the grappler and and the equalizer would dump milk and Cheerios on people, and and Jesus they were the Christ. heels. Like that was their big way of getting heat. They would just dump Cheerio and milk on people.
2: Uh, <laughs> but seriously, no, yeah, Mister shows up. You know, it's rock bottom.
0: I got, it's I, yeah. I, the dying days. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit. That shit's been rotten. <laughs>
2: decomposed. I, I that's, that's old produce right there. <laughs> it, it, yes.
0: They're, they're, if it really, I mean, if it really is some of the last Portland stuff, I might have it because I have a couple of other Portland promotions that ran after the um the Oregon State Athletic Commission basically shut them down, mm-hmm. shut down Sandy Bar, and then he ran Championship Wrestling USA and then came back again with portland portland wrestling so I might even have it so I got to go see if I got Mr. Oolula. <laughs> is it is it sick
1: is it sick and twisted that as as a wrestling fan I like to watch a promotion die not that I want it to die while it's happening but to go back and watch the end of a promotion sometimes is fucking fascinating I don't know like the 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 last of world class, or watching that Oof. the awful end of the AWA, and Oof. I mean stuff like that. Sometimes just as
2: a morbid curiosity. On a mainstream level, look how bad, look how quick, like WCW bottomed out. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? like like not even just with with like the talent and everything they had, just the production values
0: of it and everything like that. It just it was like, and, and just think. They had better ratings before they went out of business than Raw has now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: they they were still a more successful TV show. They were still (laughs) at least doing it in the twos, like, somewhere in the (laughs) middle twos, you know, two, three, two, five. Raw ain't getting, Raw's not getting two people, much less two million. Right. (laughs) Like, you're talking about watching a promotion die right in front of your fucking eyes, Turn your fucking TV on USA on fucking Mondays.
1: Die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain (laughs) because...
0: Jess, I I bitch about watching Monday Night Raw so much and Jess just goes I don't fucking know why you watch it. And I said I watch it because I love it because it's so bad.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And like I posted that I don't mind having my intelligence insulted. Yeah, I'm not going to get anything out of this. It, it's just going to be ba- bad, so why not enjoy it?
1: Drew, Drew, Drew McIntyre's Lochness monster sword, you know things like that.
0: It's dude, it's uh. so, so much stuff happens, and and I, I picked up. I, I, they they have to go. They got to go live soon in front of people because this Thunderdome stuff is really brutal. Mm-hmm. And I picked up. I think it was. I think it was Monday. Uh, somebody called a spot that I swear to God, I think my fucking closed captioning picked up.
1: <laughs>
0: it, 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 I'm like, why, why didn't he say it any louder? <laughs> he should, I think he did it in sign language, too. It was brutal how loud he called the spot.
1: Closed captions. Closed captions says, shoot me off?
2: Question mark, yeah. question mark, question mark. <laughs> it,
0: it, was, it, was one, it was one of them do-it-again spots. So they were, mm. they were. I guess it was a it was tackle, drop down, whatever, do it again. And, um, and then... Like, right afterwards, uh, the dude was kicking him. And, like, there was multiple uh, announcing, like, flubs where Corey Graves said he was adding insult to industry.
2: <laughs> no, that's what he was saying Vince was doing. He's adding insult, insult to the industry. But he didn't
0: say too the. He said he's adding insult to industry. <laughs> and, I, I, and Jess heard it. And she goes, did you hear that? And I said, yeah, I heard it. And I was just like, dude, they really just fucking gave up. They, they don't really – they don't give a fuck anymore. Nah. And even – even did you hear um, Jim Ross last night?
1: No, no. Well, no, I didn't get to watch last night. I'm actually going to watch it either tonight no, or tomorrow.
0: It's crazy. They, they could have put the Canadian Wolfman out there against the fucking Lumberjack, and that fucking Miami crowd would have been rabid last night. They just fucking ate up everything – the crowd looked phenomenal. The way the place was packed, they were they were going, they were cheering up and down, like it was crazy. But at one point, Jim Ross was in the middle of explaining something, and he called um he called Excalibur Mark. But I don't think I I think that's his real name, isn't it? I
2: don't I don't, I don't understand what he is because
0: he, I know I that's what I'm saying. She goes is that his real name. I go I don't know, but that's what if, if it's not, it's even funnier. Jim Ross has called him a mark on TV. <laughs> but, yeah, they had um, – dude, that show was crazy, dude. Like, the matches were – I thought were fine. Um, the main event was ridiculous. Like, uh, the Bucks and um, Santana – not Santana, but uh, – It was
1: it, uh, Kingston, Kingston and – Kingston and,
0: and Penta. Penta. Dude, yeah, that got that got crazy. It, and then it, it was just a it was just a crazy ridiculous show. Oh, and then a fan ran in the ring.
1: I seen yeah, I seen that. I seen okay. the a report on that. Somebody <laughs> ran in the ring. Got out, did he get after MJF? No, Jericho. No, oh, Jericho. Okay. Well,
0: I mean, who are you going to try to go after if you t- if you try to run in the ring? I'm going to try to run out to the 24-year-old, young, good-looking athlete guy or I'm going to run over to the 50-year-old guy. Who, who, <laughs> when who, when do see, i got to
2: take that big lady over there. When, the when do you see
0: the shoes Jericho's wearing? It, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> he's He's got on this, like, entire black leather rock and roll, like, outfit thing complete with, like, gloves that have zippers on it and all. And he's got on like, Air Jordans. They're, like, red and white. And, and, you know, and everything else is all black. And I'm just like, how old does this guy want to pretend that he wants to be? <laughs> you know, I I, I I get it that he's not a young person anymore. Are you 30?
2: Are you
1: 40?
0: Yeah. But I mean, look at these things. But yeah, that fan tried to run in and Jericho ran over and he clunked him over the head with the mic or something. And and MJF didn't even leave his chair. <laughs> he, he just sat there. Because I think the fan was coming in to get him, actually. Because somebody said that MJF cut a promo before they went back from came back from break.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. uh, as soon as he came out, was when they went to break, that he cut a promo about Miami, about you know how scummy everybody, you know, all that nonsense right. about the people. So when they came back from break, the crowd was fucking hot. And that's fucking like 101. That's, you know.
1: I love that. Set- I love that post he made on
2: Facebook about yeah, how. Yeah, I was just getting ready to look that up. Okay. This is what he says. Or... <laughs> this is what he put. Not having to port, not having to perform in front of the dirty, smelly march for the last fifteen months has been the highlight of my career. <laughs> the thought of having to stand there tonight in front of all you again, with your buck teeth, eyes crossed, and dirty clothes, shouting "AE Dub," <laughs> makes my stomach turn. <laughs> A pukey face. Then he put the a, pukey, a pukey face, face emoji. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hope I get to run into this guy one day. I hope um, Maryland Championship Wrestling one day brings him in because that will that will be one guy that'll get me out of the house and <laughs> I, you know I'll go i to ca- that show. His cameo I, I, his
2: cameo price is amazing too.
0: What's it, like five thousand dollars. Five hundred
2: dollars. If yeah, you want, if you want twenty minutes or twenty seconds of MJF cutting a promo on you, I'm gonna cut you five hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta meet this guy for myself in, in, the, in backstage in a, in a locker room and see what like what the deal is, because everybody says that it's the way that he is, and you know,
1: nat yeah natural heel.
0: Yeah, but you really can't. No, nobody's that really, but big of a dick. I don't think, right?
1: Other than Oli. <laughs> yeah,
0: but Oli will really fuck you up.
1: <laughs> True.
0: Now, I, yeah. like I oh, would make yeah. it Oli now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> get over here, get over whippersnapper. Imagine if him and Bob Roop decide to get together one weekend and go to a bar somewhere, and it's get totally fucking hammer time, and then get into a bar fight. Like there's gonna there's gonna be guys that they're all leaving the they're all leaving the bar and the cops come and they're gonna be like the ambulance is gonna be like like all these guys have forearm indents like in their face.
1: <laughs> and who are the two old guys just sitting <laughs> over there at the bar? <laughs> they're just
0: sitting there. They're just taking like guys, the, rub, rubbing like their the fucking this. forearms <laughs> Inside in the side of their head. <laughs> what we did to steamboat. <laughs> I just found the tape today where it was Mid Atlantic, where Flair rubbed Steamboat's face into the concrete. I, I think that was seventy nine, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because it
0: yeah. has Snuka, it has and the Iron Sheik as, as the Mid Atlantic Tag Champions.
1: So yeah, yeah, that would have been seventy nine or no, not eighty. Yeah, seventy nine, because that's before that's before anything they ever had up on the network, and the networks when the network had the mid Atlantic shit up, it started in 80 and none of that was on there. So it had to be
2: 79. And that's the shit where steamboat talks about Harley did the, uh, the sandpaper gimmick to him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the angle. That's why when I was fast forwarding through what I was recording and I saw Flair holding the picture up of, of, um, steamboat and he had the thing over his face. And I was like, Oh, he just rubbed his face. And you know, that, that that's that, that angle. But the qua the, the problem is the quality is not that great, and I found the um I also came across the Misty Blue Sims porno. Remember her? Yeah. You, you yeah. ever heard about that porno?
2: No, I haven't. The quality wasn't that great.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the quality was is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the same tape. It's from the it's definitely from the eighties mid 80s and it's it's called alley cats it's, it's about a fucking a fledgling women's independent wrestling company i think ron jeremy's the promoter and and, and it's he's tra- he's auditioning all these uh young girls you know you get it auditioning yeah and misty blue sims is on there and it doesn't really, it doesn't really look like her because I think, I think, she may have wore hair extensions like in in her wrestling days. You know what I mean? Because she has shorter hair. But it, it says, it says, it, it, it gives it credit to her, and then everybody told me that that was really her. I walk, up, I walk upstairs to check on what I'm recording, and I walk in, and some dudes getting a blowjob. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is this? Bed.
2: Why is why is Misty Blue Sims blowing Tom Ernesto Jr.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's amazing now that I'm now that I'm actually finally finished doing all the Mike Tanae tapes. Done. Last tape has been fucking recorded. Now all I gotta do is make copies for Roy and me and Tanae. and I, I've been burning. I've been burning my own personal stuff the last couple of days, and then I came across all, a whole bunch of us Maryland wrestlers did um, two weeks down in Springer and recorded some shows, and I came across all of them today.
2: So, what was
1: that like? Was that like doing pro wrestling? Like, was it was it that that uh, what I want to say?
2: I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but.
1: Had you even to be, know my room number, it had to, that had to be a, an experience doing Springer. Like,
2: was it scripted? Do you, were you supposed to improv?
0: No, I mean, it was. Uh, it was. It was supposed to be scripted. It was scripted. I mean, granted, because we were in Jamaica, we weren't in that studio, so there was a lot of improv allowed, but. Mm-hmm. They they really wanted to know like every single word you were going to say and 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 shit like that and you know I I, I, I can work that way but I just don't want to work that way right because uh, I don't want to just keep going over the same stuff because then then I then I start second guessing what I thought was funny in my head when I say it so many times and I was like it doesn't seem as funny anymore but the <laughs> the, the, the last time. Well, actually that was the second to last time I did it. I did a Springer show and when I got there, I told him, I was like this is it, I'm done. Like This is my last show. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna kill this for you and I'm gonna knock it out of the park but here's what I want. I want no fucking I'm not running my script by you. I want to go out there and I want to make this shit up out on the fly and you know i i'm going to i want to write my own material or whatever and the dude trusted me enough because i had already done like three other ones for him
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know he, he trusted me and i went out there and i murdered this poor broad <laughs> uh, Dude, this girl had no arms and half a leg come on <laughs> uh, I, did, I, I i i called her such wonderful fucking names as a biological disappointment, uh, a genetic defect, um, a family photo ruining ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll I let her have it. <laughs> and, and what the fuck was she going to do to me? Definitely not much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and uh, and she wasn't going to chase me. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out yeah. for the nose, Yeah, <laughs> dude, that that show got that show got so much response from like, like literally the crowd was coming down the aisle and droves. And I didn't know that the crowd didn't know that it was work. I thought everybody I knew.
1: It I that was actually going to be my next question for you about the springer show: was whether or not the audience was in on the joke or not, or if they were no. just. Like, no,
0: the, joke. Well, the audience was not in on the joke. <laughs> uh, they, they they all started rushing down to the stage to get a piece of me, and I'm standing up and I'm taunting them, and I'm like, "Come on, you don't want any of this." Like this big guy's coming down there and he's threatening me. And I'm like, come on, buddy, you want, you don't want none of this. And I'm just thinking like, Nope, I know they're not going to get to me. Right. And then there's the security guys. But then it got to the point where we were running out of security guys. And, and the, and the crowd was getting larger. And at one point, um, I'll send you the tape when I find it. At one point you see, the camera switches to me and you see me no look to where I notify where the exit is (laughs) because I'm just like, dude, these motherfuckers are coming down here at a, at a rapid pace (laughs) and, and we're running out of these, these, uh, Hamburg security guys. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and they literally, they, they had the, they had to rush me backstage. They kept me there two hours after the taping was over because they were outside the building they were, like, going to burn the building down. Like uh, they, were, they were trying to get me. And, and then they literally had to move my hotel. Because all the people knew where the Springer guest stayed at. And I'm, I'm just, like, I'm going, like, Toby. Like, my buddy, the guy that I've been dealing with, the producer guy. And I'm, like, what the fuck's wrong? And he's, like, these motherfuckers want to kill you. And I go, why? And they go, like, dude, you were out there and you murdered this fucking handicapped woman like on, na- on national television <laughs> like, and you called her like the most absurd things you could possibly call a human being and you know they're pissed off at it and I'm like yeah but they get it right he goes no they don't fucking know that it's a work and then literally I started to panic <laughs> and I, I start running around like oh my god oh my god what am I gonna do what am I gonna
1: do what about the what what about the 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 question askers were they plants? Do you know? I think so mm-hmm.
0: I've never I've never seen anybody asking them questions. I've never seen anybody like giving anybody questions right um, but they have to be they they, they just sound like they, they may have they may have gotten them when they walked in. When they come into the building mm-hmm. They do have people that kind of like Did surveys and shit So they may have asked them Hey do you want to talk Right. Do you yeah. want to say something But dude I, I've, I've gotten naked on the show Fucking every single time I've been on it It's It's been ridiculous I got, I got two weeks in Jamaica For free For the show When I only did fucking I worked one day
2: just ask who um, play who paid better, Paul or Jerry? Jerry, <laughs> I,
0: I got all I got all Paul's money. I mean, I got all Jerry's money at one time. I'm not even sure I still got all Paul's money. <laughs> I think I'm still going back to my old childhood house, checking the mailbox, <laughs> <laughs> See, seeing if a check came for like sixty bucks or something. <laughs> going to say it's for it's for the Hamburg tapings. <laughs>
1: Who's that? Do you guys know that? What's that comedian's name? Is is it Pablo Francisco? Yeah. He does that shit. You ever seen his routine about the Springer show? He does that thing where he's like, Jerry... Jerry antagonizes him. Jerry's like, are you going to let her call you a punta? She called you a punta. Are you going to let her call you a punta? And it's funny. I can't, obviously. I'm not a well, comedian, so I can't be as funny as him. But it's a great routine.
0: Well, the gimmick is I asked my producer, I said, hey, man. It, I mean, like, how long do you guys get away with this show being, not being just a work? And it's because Jerry don't know the stories. Hmm. Like he's not briefed on the stories, so everything's a work. But according to Jerry, he's seeing it for the first he, time. Yeah,
1: I mean he's just reacting to what's going on, just like you are. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and like I can't believe that he's he's had me on his show four times, and like he yeah, hasn't like literally. I think it was the first. It was maybe the second or third time I was on when he you know when they walk down the end and they kind of. He kind of shakes your hand and thanks you for coming. Mm-hmm. He literally bent over and told me that I was a good fucking guest. That's cool. <laughs> and then when I got back to the um the green room, and my producer said, "He's like, what did Jerry say to you?" I said, "He told me I was a good fucking guest." And he goes, "That's awesome," because normally he just says thanks.
1: Mm-hmm. Which yeah, and it also means yeah, like for the future, it sticks in his, it sticks in his mind. Hey, get that guy back here.
0: Yeah, because he, he didn't have to do anything. Wait, wait, where do you see, where do you see what a picture I posted today for me in the Jamaica one? Like it it was me telling my girlfriend for the first time that I'm wearing, that I I like to wear women's clothes, but my my mom's underwear, but I'm not gay. And we're on the beach and part, part of the, part of the, of the shit that was impromptu where I do the Kamala split where I jump up and I touch my, um. Touch my toes, <laughs> but, <laughs> dude. Where do, you, where, where, where do you see it? It's so great. Like I do, I do so much stuff that if you're a wrestling fan and you look close enough, you'll see it. I pull the one strap down at one point when the girl gets mad at me, like Lawler, and, and I do a whole. I, I I sell like Kurt Angle, like and it, it's <laughs> it's like when I when I finish copying, it's probably done by now. It, when I finish copying it and I send you guys a copy of it and you watch it, where do you see me doing the Kamala split wearing women's lingerie with my balls hanging? In <laughs> like I do a car, I do a cartwheel on the beach and then I jump up and I do the touch my toes spot like Kamala did. And, and don't even ask me why I thought that was a great idea. It's just like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I if I already look this ridiculous.
1: Go yeah, go bigger, go home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, might as well go all the way.
1: Well I, before we before before we wrap up this bullshit session here on reliving the extreme, anything else you guys want to discuss? Anything serious?
2: Anything silly? Well you were gonna go down the uh list of people that are at the uh oh shit yeah it was that was,
1: that was that's how we do it on the show that
2: was like still day.
0: not done the list of people in the hamburg <laughs> there's more
2: well it did say at the end of it it said more and <laughs> really more? and more to more to be announced
0: so so, so since you reading it before the show have they updated the list? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is more. <laughs> a,
1: a list in progress. Yeah. Did
0: you say Mr. Ulala was he was going to be there? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe I'll be there. <laughs> have, they listed, have they listed me yet?
1: Mister Mister Ulala La will be av- arriving from the uh, the dying days of Portland.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a long trip, for him, man. It's <laughs> coming all the way to Hambone for a uh, a meet and greet. And he's, he's got to compete with a lot of... He's got to compete with Tony Correa if he's not dead.
2: Recently added recently added is Kiwi and, and Ken Raper. They're going to be there. <laughs> Kiwi Ken, Ken Raper, the Memphis chopper? Yeah, he's not really on it. I'm just thinking of random-ass people. Uh-huh, Everybody knows uh-huh. the big run Ken Raper had in Hamburg. Everybody knows about that.
0: Why couldn't, why couldn't they have somebody like Kenny Steele? <laughs> or, 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 or 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 Reggie B. Parks, or you know, Damian Reggie B. Fine,
1: Damien snow Steele from
2: XPW. The snow, I think that guy died. No,
0: yeah. yeah. Why not? Why? Why can't you promote people that are dead? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just a table <laughs> with eight by tens on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like by the time this this whole entire thing comes, it's going to be just Tony Gurria's earned <laughs> you going to take a picture next to him in an urn. There's no It'll, chance he's gonna live to. The, this
2: the urn will have a little pompadour. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. like that, that's a that's a running thing. Just by the time we finish the show, <laughs> it's, oh my god, Jesse Barr, just a mount. <laughs> hey guys, did you just hear Pistol Pez Wally? He's gonna he, he's gonna be there. <laughs>
2: He and the Boogie Woogie Man are gonna re- renew their feud. Fucking Hamburg's booking anybody, man. Fucking, they got Buck Zoom off on Skype.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: One location, yeah.
1: A little little boombox in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like after after you, bitch. <laughs> Now it's just a matter of fact, a matter of just making up as many absurd random people (laughs) that that are going to be there as possible. And I'm just knows that I'm one of the kings of beating a dead horse. (laughs) If if you tag me in a thread of something like that, I will just stay up all night long and just think of like Baron Miguel (laughs) Tecluna, his aunt is going to be there. Cause she's the only survivor. <laughs> in the bar in
2: bar. Baroness me, Baroness Mary Cicluna, Yes,
0: <laughs> I tell you, I'll stay up all night long, and I'll just write down names. And, and I know you guys have work and all that shit, but if you didn't, if you did like I did, we we'll talked to my other dumb friends. I'd just be messaging you all night long. Just the most <laughs> random, like you know, sweet Hanson. Come to come to Hamburg and meet. George Hackenschmidt, <laughs> or no, come to me. Pictures of
2: George Hackenschmidt. You know, George
0: Hackenschmidt. <laughs> the, the advertising you can get an eight by ten. Still look better than Tony Garea. You <laughs> didn't get a picture. You didn't get a picture of yourself next to a picture of George Hackenschmidt.
1: And he'll he'll have the classic uh, hands on the hips, sucking the gut pose going Fuck, on too. The
0: Luther's thing.
2: Yes, With his tiny belt.
0: uh, I mean, by the time we finish the show, have they added Nick (laughs) Goulas? God. This is is the best now. Crusher Broomfield? (laughs) Crusher (laughs) Broomfield? By by the time we get to all the plugs, they're going to have the great Mephisto. Um... (laughs) Who who is the guy that married the uh, that married that managed the Moon Dogs? Ah, uh, Richard.
1: Oh uh, the guy with the helmet. Or am I thinking oh, of a different guy? That's no.
0: Wild Bill Barry. La- later on in the nineties, fuck, Rich. I can't think of his name, but dude, he was a fucking he was a dick manager. I, I didn't have a problem with him. By God, the Moondogs, it's just too bad that the Moondogs didn't draw fucking flies in 1990, 91. Or, it was 91, 92. Jesus, now you're going to kill me. As soon as I get off of here, I'm going to fucking go upstairs and fucking pop one tape in. And then <laughs> it's going to pop right up. But, damn, the Moondogs used to murder people on TV. Did you guys watch any of that shit?
1: No, no, that's... uh. I don't think I've seen much of that, unless I've Austin, seen some on YouTube.
0: There's a there's a YouTube video of Austin Idol. I think it's called the Best of the Moon Dogs. I, I think it may be number eight, but it's um it's when I when after like every single week it was the baby faces like Lawler had to, was bringing in a new partner because the Moon Dogs were beating everybody that he teamed up with, mm-hmm. but then he brings in Idol. Well, there was a problem where. Idol's plane didn't come in, and he was late, and the Moondogs were beat everybody up, and Idol runs in with his fucking luggage, and he's bashing him over the head, and the um, luggage is flying, you know, clothes are flying everywhere, and he cuts this promo. I swear to God, it's, an, it's one of my favorite promos I've ever seen in my life, and, he, and it's not even the first time that he's cut it. It's the airplane promo. About how somebody tampered. Yeah, I've never seen that. It's how somebody tampered with one of his airplanes. Like he was talking about, he, everything was going good, and he was on his way to the airport. And then he got a he got a phone call from an informant that said somebody may have tampered with one of my aircrafts. And then um, after an inspection, they found that that somebody put sugar in his gas tank.
1: Yeah, I've and never he, seen. I've never seen that,
0: dude. It's fucking awesome. He says. He goes, that plane would have had no problem taking off. It would have had no problem reaching at an altitude at 30,000 feet. But at some point, that sugar would have diluted that gas. And then what would have happened that plane when it came down? And he was just yelling, I can't remember his name, but he's like, you know, you were, you tried to commit premeditated murder. And I'm just like, oh, right. Oh,
2: <laughs> just, oh, announced. Just-, just announced. Just announced. John told us, he's going to be oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> And maybe Chris told us?
2: Well, there
1: you have it, everybody. Me, Aaron, Chad, just shooting the shit. It's always entertaining. A little behind, a little behind the scenes of the kind of stuff you don't get to hear on the show every single week. Um, and a great time had by all this week on Reliving the Extreme. And again, like I said, um, Tommy Cairo was very apologetic. And you know what, man? Weather happens. I live in Ohio. I understand. One minute here, it's nice and sunny. The next minute, there's a tornado two, day, two doors down. So absolutely understand the uh, the weather delay. And we will have Tommy Cairo on the show next week for a very special interview with him. And, of course, check Tommy out amongst the other stars that we mentioned during our little uh, BS session there at the Legends of Hamburg event on July the 24th in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Now, the event I never got to talk about while we were discussing other things. Um, it kept coming up and never got finalized. Is I'll really quick talk about the fact that, that Reliving the Extreme, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, WrestleNet Radio, our family here, will be... On October 2nd, 2021, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, at the Fort Wayne War Memorial Coliseum for the Heroes and Legends Wrestling Convention. I've been to a couple of these. They're always very well done, very professional, and we will be there, but also guests at the convention, October 2nd, 2021, will be Rikishi, Sabu, The Headbangers, Gangrel, Headshrinker Samu, Kevin Thorne, Elijah Burke, Congo Kong, Um the let's see here, who else is going to be there that I've seen so far? Kevin Sullivan is going to be there. Missy Hyatt, Juventud Guerrera, Super Crazy, Al Snow, Francine. So there's some ECW originals that are gonna be there. So join us, the We Can't Wrestle Podcast the Reliving the Extreme Podcast, and of course, WrestleNet Radio 24-7, 365 on the Internet Wrestling Talk in Fort Wayne, October 2nd, for the Heroes and Legends Wrestling Convention. Very excited, our first convention to meet everybody. Hey, Greg the Hammer Valentine's going to be there, JTG, there are so many stars, Glacier, Duke Drosey, that are going to be at this event, so please join us at the event And please keep listening to the show. Like I said, next week, Tommy Cairo will be here for our very special interview. And I want to encourage all of you, because I am, if nothing, a shameless promoter, a shameless schlack here. Check out WrestleNet Radio. It's 24-7. It's 365 Wrestling Talk for you on the Internet. You can download the app in the Google Play Store. Please do so and give us a listen. So thank you for joining us, everybody, this week on Reliving the Extreme. I'm Nate Maxson, and we will see you next time with the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, here on Reliving the Extreme. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin Out Media, All Rights Reserved.